Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. It's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. Time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. Welcome to another edition of Count Time Prod Podcast. I am Brother L. Diazobra, formerly named Lyman White. Thank you for joining us today. What is this podcast all about? We're here to restore accountability, peace, and reconciliation back to the community by resurrecting those who are civilly dead by awakening the mind. The purpose of this program is to bring clarity and illumination to a confused world. It's the pastors, preachers, priests, teacher jobs are here to bring hope and encouragement. Now we want you to be encouraged, we want you to have hope as you listen to our program, but that's not our purpose. That's not the purpose of this podcast. We decided to have a real conversation today with the family. Yes, my listener, listening audience, you are my family. I believe today is probably going to be one of the most important question, questions you will ever ask yourself. Or maybe one of the most important questions you will ever ask yourself. And please do not get mad, frustrated with me. I'm just a messenger. Please just look at me like you look at the mailman. The mailman, he bring the deliver, he or she deliver the mail. You go to the mailbox, number of bills, debts. But you don't start cussing and fussing at the mailman, do you? You just say, well, thank you, sir or ma'am. Because you believe somebody, uh, you believe the next time they come, they might bring you some good message, some good news. Or it might be a check. Or it might be a letter that you've been waiting on. So you always treat the real man with respect. So please, just treat me with respect today. Because I'm just the messenger. I'm just delivering. So please do not get mad at me. I know you're saying, hurry up and get to the point, Brother L.D., but I know I had to set this up for that reason. The question of today is, who are you? Pretty simple question, straight to the point. Who are you? Very few of us can answer that question. Now, I guess a lot of us think about it, but very few of us can answer that question. Now, some of you might say, well, I'm a black man, or woman, Negro man, African-American. This must be three to four hundred year old question that has been lingering in our community for a long time. I want you to think about this. On my grandmother's birth certificate, it had her as a colored woman. On my mother's birth certificate, it had her as a Negro woman. On my birth certificate, they had me as a black man. On my son's birth certificate, had him as an African American. I want you to imagine this here. I want you to imagine how this goes, starting with my great, with my grandmother. Two colored people, my grandmother and my grandfather, came together in union and gave birth 
to a Negro child. Two Negroes came together, my mother and father, and gave birth to a black child. Two blacks came together and gave birth to an African-American child. And think about this, a European came together with a black and gave birth to a mulatto. A Frenchman came in union with a Negro and gave birth to a Creole. How in the heck you get all of this out of that? As far as I know, we're the only group of people in this world, in this condition. So many different origins of nationalities that is confusing to many. Even in the animal kingdom, they got more consistency. For example, you can take a dog out of Germany and bring it to this country and breed it with another dog. And it still would be known or called a German Shepherd. You can take a poodle out of France and bring it to this country, and it still would be called a French poodle. Likewise, you can take a cellar out of Ireland and bring it to this country and breed it with another dog, and it still would be known as an Irish setter. The animal kingdom has been held in check and given more respect. Many of us Many of us from another country was stripped of your name, religion, history, and more importantly, your language. No longer have any connection to where you come from, but a dog is still connected to their origin, that where they came from. Almost every name that was given to us once we arrived here identified us with a color from being called a colored, first of all, being just called a slave that has no identity, strictly property. Then they started calling us colored for the census purpose. Negro, which Negro is just a Spanish word for black, negra. Then black, and these names are only adjectives which describe something. If I say black man, colored man, Negro man, that's only give you a description of that man, not a nationality or ethnicity or origin. But if I say Chinese, what do you think of? Probably people connected to a land, a country, history, and language. If I say European, you're going to think of a people, a land, a country with a language. If I say Japanese, same thing. If I say Ethiopian, you're going to think of a people connected to a land, a country, and a language. But if I just say the word black and don't follow it with anything, the word just, just means a color. Negro. If I just say negro and don't follow it with anything, if I say colored and don't follow it with anything like colored man, colored boy, Black man, black boy. But you also can say black dog, black cat. So these are only colors that describe you. So the question once again is, who are you? Is it what I just described that the system have bestowed upon you? Please note that most of us was already here when the first Spanish 
and European settlers arrived on this continent. Like the Africans, they were also tribal people, some called Chantop people, Tecumseh people, Creek, Homer people, which the word soon became Choctaw Indian, Choctaw, uh, Tecumseh, Choctaw Indian, Tecumseh Indian, Creek Indian, Homer Indian, which the Europeans started calling it the original people of this land. And the word Indian is just short for the word indigenous. Indigenous meaning the people, original people of the land. People who were, are people who are distinct social and cultural groups that share connective ancestral ties to the land and natural resources where they live or occupy. First original people, what many call native people. Knowing the black Colored and Negro man history starts with slavery, but African history starts with kings and queens. So long as you call yourself black, colored, Negro, you also you always connecting yourself to slavery. As quoted by the Frenchman Vanni in his book *The Ruins of Empires*, he quotes, "There are a people now forgotten, discovered." while others were yet barbarians, the elements of the arts and science, a race of men ejected from the society from their sable skin and frizzy hair, found on the study of the laws of nature, those civil and religious systems which still govern the universe, some of these men being the Moors of Northern Africa, from the country of Morocco, Cartridge, Cushites, etc., who were great warriors and seamen. These men wrote the laws of the sea, what is now called the maritime law, that is still in use to this day. They were great shipbuilders who sailed the world thousands of years before any others. The African people, a people who brought so much brilliant knowledge to this age that it seems to be long forgotten. But in the beginning of the 1900s, our ancestors were enumerated as colored. Once they got away, once they got away from the word slavery, they started calling them colors. Even the census had them as colored. Why did the Europeans make such conscious effort to call our ancestors colors? Black, Negro. Well, it's pretty simple when you start studying and reading. I happened to be looking in the law books one day, and I saw this word. It said color in law, not cousin in law, color in law, which simply means an appearance, semblance, distinguished from that which is real, prima facie, or apparent right. In the Black's law book, First edition in 1891, they define the word colored man, a black man, simply saying there is no legal, technical signification in this phrase, phrase which the courts are bound judicially to know. The color of law, 
the appearance or semblance without the substance of legal rights. Simply saying, when you say I'm a black colored Negro, even an African-American, you do not have any legal rights. That's not me. Just simply go get a law dictionary and we'll define the word to you. It's just the color of law. And all attorneys for me with the term color of law have the appearance of rights and, and substance, but you have no legal rights under the color of law. And years of living in the same land, a people with so much history, brilliance, and knowledge was hit on the head, stolen from their land, taken on a western coast to a foreign land, then buried in a shattered grave and still wait to be resurrected from their state of ignorance. The people today known as slave, black people, Negro people, colored people, and African-American people do not have a state they live in. I know we didn't put ourselves here, but this is where we find ourselves. This state affects all of us, more importantly, our children, who find themselves in a state of comatose, loss, not knowing who they are, not knowing their history, not knowing their ancestors, not knowing their country, their rituals. So we can't get mad a lot of times, and the system cannot get mad, because they put us in this state. We've been traumatized and never have recovered from it, never had the proper training, the proper, you know, even today, if something happened like the shooting with, at Sandy Hook, which we all regret and we all still mourn the loss of so many children and older people that was affected and killed there, but they immediately got received counseling, immediately received help. We have received nothing, no help, no nothing. We have, to, we have to make it the best way we can. And we've done quite well for people with no direction, no hope, but we was able to rise up because what is in us, and we have to tap into that which is in us, find our way. Remember the question of today is who are you? We must learn to be a positive interruption to which otherwise will end up being a destructive past. The way to take away someone else's power is to use your power. And always remember this here. Man can shackle the hand. Man can shackle the feet. But only you can shackle the mind. The mind is always free to travel wherever you dare to take it. And I'd like to thank you for tuning in. Tuning in once again to Count Time Podcast. I'm Brother L. Diazobra. Thank you once again. Remember, it's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. Time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted.